Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. We are available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. It is great to be back once again. We have a new head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. We also have a Super Bowl to preview and a couple of great, (laughs) well, I guess semi-great, The first one wasn't so good, the AFC Championship game. But a couple of conference championship games to review. And yes, uh, in the, we're going to do things a bit different today. The first segment will be wall-to-wall Mike Zimmer, the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And of course, the, well, the coordinators that will be taking over. That will be the first segment. The second segment, Dylan Richardson. That's right, Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of the thesportstuff.com. Big, gigantic football fan. Just years and years and years of football knowledge. Also a Chicago Bears fan, but hey, that's perfectly fine with me. We will obviously, yes, be doing all the reviewing and previewing in segment number two. That will be a blast that I hope all of you do enjoy. And segment number three will be the usual fan interaction. We've got some calls for that one. Brent Jacobson and Sebastian Balls with a doozy, a very long call, (laughs) which is okay. Generally, I like the calls to stay around mm, two to three minutes, but I'll give him him a pass on this one because it's good stuff and very complimentary of the show. Really appreciate you, Sebastian. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to him, uh, as always, and Brett Jacobson as well. Fantastic. So, let's get right into it. (laughs) Let's get right into it for the sake of time and for the sake of topic. Your new head coach for the Minnesota Vikings is Mike Zimmer. It is not Ken Wisenhunt. It is not Jay Gruden. It is not Tim Brewster. <laughs> it's not Jim Caldwell either, thank God. Don't know what Detroit's doing at all. Uh, Cleveland Browns still do not have a coach. Uh, it is not Todd Bowles. And, of course, it is absolutely not Leslie Frazier. Mike Zimmer will be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the day or so before the hire was made... I was kind of starting to teeter a bit. I mean, at first I was like, you know, he'd be my second choice. Greg Roman's number one, Zimmer's number two, and then maybe Bulls or whoever, number three, because obviously Ken Wisenhunt's not going to be available. Doggone it. I was so impressed with, obviously, Ken Wisenhunt, what he was able to do with the Arizona Cardinals and with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who ironically beat him in the Super Bowl, barely beat him in the Super Bowl in 2008. 2008 season, 2009 year. But, uh... So impressed with him. Really would have liked him to be the head coach. Unfortunately, he's going to Tennessee, as we talked about on the last episode. So, I was thinking about Mike Zimmer, and it's like, you know, I just, you know, it's like, 
he's 57, and if he was so good, why is he not? Why has he not been hired yet? And then it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad coach either, though, or that he's not that he's not able to get to the next level. But I was just wondering. Oh boy, I don't know. But really, through all you put together, his career, what he's been able to accomplish in his career, and the results. <laughs> Past performances, indications of future results. Sometimes they're not indications. Sometimes they are. Uh, obviously, the pedigree around him and the coaching tree that he's coming from as well. Certain coaching trees sprout <laughs> gems. They bloom into beautiful flowers, so to speak. <laughs> and others wilt and die. Like the Bill Belichick coaching tree. One of the greatest coaches of all time, but that coaching tree dies. I mean, those branches come out and they die right away. The, the the trunk is the only thing that's alive with that one. And the trunk, of course, is Mr. Bill Belichick. Um, Mike Holmgren has had one hell of a coaching tree as well, with the John Gruden being one of the great, uh, you know, branches from that one. But um, Mike Zimmer comes from the Bill Parcells coaching tree. He needs to come from other great coaches as well, or good coaches, great coaches and such. But Bill Parcells, the big one in that category. It's, it's a nice career for, for Mike Zimmer. It really has been. And, of course, to start things out here, when you look at Mike Zimmer's career as a defensive coordinator and how things were before he got there and how things were while he got there and how things were after he left with the Dallas Cowboys. He goes in as the defensive coordinator in 2000. The Dallas Cowboys defense was really not that good anymore when he took over as the defensive coordinator. They just weren't as good as they were back in the 90s when they were kicking everybody's butt. They were giving up points. They were getting their butts kicked. They were becoming a pretty mediocre team. But then all of a sudden, over those six years, the Dallas Cowboys developed into a pretty damn good defense. Really good defense. And, of course, he worked under Bill Parcells for a while there. Worked under Barry Switzer as well. Did Mr. Uh, (laughs) Mike Zimmer. Did a pretty good job there. Uh, he was a defensive backs coach under, actually, Barry Switzer from 94 to 99, then got promoted to the defensive coordinator. So he was a part of that Dallas Cowboys organization. Organization, sounding like a hockey player here, hockey coach, whatever, <laughs> for 12 years. Uh, I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but boy, oh boy, did they accomplish a lot in, the, in over the course of time. And the defense became phenomenal when Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. They became one of the best defenses in all of football. And when he left and from 2006 and went on to the Atlanta Falcons job for just a single year, getting to that again shortly, um, the Dallas Cowboys defense took a huge dive. A huge dive immediately after Mike Zimmer left. So it's like, hmm, interesting. So then it goes to Atlanta. Their defense looked pretty good in 2007. That was a pretty strong team. A very strong defense. But then that coach did what he did to that team. Um, They weren't a particularly good team that year, obviously. But he went back to college. Pissed off Mike Zimmer and everybody else. Saying basically he called him a coward. That coach of the Atlanta Falcons in 2007. Uh, They were not too... uh, No one was too happy with uh, (laughs) how things turned out there. Just totally... Totally bolted onto that team. That was not nice, obviously. But, again, that's just how it goes. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't blame Mike Zimmer for his frustration there. I mean, how how can you not... How, how can you not be pissed off about how things took place there? 
uh, he basically abandoned everybody, left them to die, basically. <laughs> Bobby Petrino was the coach's name. Emmett Thomas, yeah, Emmett Thomas, the former defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, actually, believe it or not, was the interim. I mean, just uh, it's weird how a coach could just take off like that in the middle of a season. His first season as the coach of what became a 4-12 and team, but again, had a solid defense during the short, small time that... Uh, uh, Mr. Zimmer was there. Of course, the Falcons going through the Michael Vick hangover after the whole dog fighting controversy nonsense took place. <laughs> Falcons trying to rebuild, start from the ground up, had their nice defensive coordinator, but of course, we all know how things start, went there. Mr. Zimmer goes to Cincinnati, a defense in 2008, of course, uh, that was with a defense that was pretty much garbage, a team that was garbage in general. And all of a sudden, over the course of time, the defense improves dramatically. Mike Zimmer's Mike Zimmer has done it again. <laughs> he has put together one of the best defenses in football, and they sure looked at the past couple of years. And this year, they were unbelievable. Sure made Christian Ponder look like crap, didn't he? Or was it actually this was Matt Castle at this point? Yeah, it made Matt Castle, who was our, you know, only decent quarterback, made him look like crap, utter crap. So. There, that was our head coach showing us what he could do. Our future head coach showing us what he could do against our... Well, our offense was decent. And Mike Zimmer actually was a little bit nervous, believe it or not, going into that game. So he says. So he says. <laughs> Can't believe everything you hear, right? <laughs> no, I mean, the Vikings offense was, at times, decent. Even though Musgrave isn't exactly a great coach. See, there's another guy who the offense didn't exactly go up anytime he was anywhere. They were pretty much 20th everywhere he went. Where Mike Zimmer, his defenses were pretty much top 10 everywhere he went for an extended period of time. So, great track record coaching defense. So, the good news is the Minnesota Vikings defense, which was about as bad as it's ever been in the history of the franchise, worse than 2000, worse than 2001, 1999, I suppose so. It was pretty bad for some of the talent we had, like the Jared Allens, the Brian Robisons, the, well, the injured... Harrison Smith, the uh, the <laughs> the injured and then returning from injury, Harrison Smith uh, missed a ton of games, of course. But a defense that looked so good and so promising last year to see them take the nosedive they did this year, uh, it does make you wonder about the coaching. Obviously, Allen Williams, the opposite team defense has never really improved with Allen Williams as the defensive coordinator, even though they looked decent last year. Still don't know what the hell happened there, but this is a guy that knows defense better than anything. And the good news is. <laughs> uh, still uh, still unofficial, but pretty much official. Well, yeah, very much official, actually. Norv Turner will be the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. So there you go. <laughs> There's your offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. That is uh, very good, very good indeed. A lot of people hear the name uh, they hear the name Norv Turner, and it's like, uh-oh, not that guy. Not Norv Turner. Well, yeah, as a head coach, it's like not North Turner. I had no idea what the Chargers were doing. They they fire uh, they fire Marty Schottenheimer after a fourteen and two season because he choked in the first round again, or well, second round, but first playoff game because they had the first round bye. Choked right out of the gate, like the like Marty Schottenheimer always does. Can't win a playoff game for his life, despite he was a phenomenal regular season coach. Um, and then they hire Norv Turner. It's like, what the hell are they doing? So yeah, at the time, you think of a head coach, Norv Turner, it doesn't sound good, but offensive coordinator is... Uh, Norv Turner as an offensive coordinator is a world championship offensive coordinator. 
Dallas Cowboys won championships with North Turner as the OC. Cleveland Browns looked pretty good when at least Bobby Hoyer was healthy in the Metrodome <laughs> and others along the way. Other offenses along the way, but uh, he, he's, he's always been a pretty damn good uh, offensive coordinator. In fact, a top five, I would say, OC in all of football. And again, I will mention a multiple world champion offensive coordinator. So, not a bad hire at all. When you have a defensive mind as your head coach, you want to have an elite offensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier, never never as good an offensive or defensive coordinator as Mike Zimmer. Never was. In fact, remember how I was a little bit worried during that season? If you ever want to dig in the archives on the sportsstuff.com, look, look in the late second half of the 2010 season. You can dig if you want to. Look in the late 2010 season in the shows if you're really curious how I was thinking. If you don't believe me, I was saying early on, Leslie Frazier, you know, He's a good defensive coordinator, but not the best. Kind of vanilla at times because he never goes for the turnover. Doesn't really seem to be all that aggressive. It's just stay-at-home type of defense. And obviously the Tampa 2, you know, not the best thing in the world. And then, yeah, so you have that defensive coordinator, though, regardless if you think he's good or bad at it. You know, he was above average, but not great, obviously. Uh, And then you hire (laughs) Bill Musgrave to be your offensive coordinator. You promote a guy who was a quarterback's coach for a quarterback that was already good. I mean, whatever. Sometimes that's kind of that doesn't always mean anything. You want a guy who literally developed a quarterback that you've had really nobody really heard of. Well, or they sort of heard of, like a Daryl Bevel as an offensive coordinator in Seattle. I think his pedigree is better as of right now. I mean, under Favre, that's well, one thing. Favre already knew how to play, but Russell Wilson. I mean, it's looking good, making Daryl Bevel look like a good candidate to be a head coach or offensive coordinator somewhere. Norv Turner has done a very good job in his career, and um, that's the thing. you got to get good assistant coaches if you're going to be a good head coach in this league. you got to have assistant coaches that can that can help, that can especially when you're starting out like this. Not that either one of them are young. Both Norv Turner and Mike Zimmer are 57. So, grand scheme of things, they're veteran coaches, certainly veteran coordinators. <laughs> Turner is a veteran coach, believe it or not. Um, head coach, but uh, a <laughs> bottom line, a really good hire for the Minnesota Vikings and for Mike Zimmer. Apparently, according to just about everybody, we're going to be looking for a, at a promotion on the defensive coordinator side. A linebackers coach by the name of George Edwards out of the Miami Dolphins. He, uh, well, I don't know all too much about him, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. But all indications are that he should be a good fit. I mean, they seem to have the right, <laughs> they have a good feeling of him. Of course, he was a linebacker's coach with the Miami Dolphins, who their defense was, was all right this year. They were in the playoff hunt. So, not bad. I mean, a, a chance to maybe identify a nice defensive coordinator to go with a elite defensive mind with your head coach. And a man who seems to know how to push buttons the right way. Uh, all indications are everybody swears by this man, Mike Zimmer. Everybody that's ever played for him, Viking players are extremely excited with him coming in. You didn't hear anybody be like, oh, Brad Childress is coming in. Brad Childress, oh my God, we got Brad Childress. Oh, did you hear about that? Did you hear that? Brad Childress is coming. Never heard that, did you? So ultimately, this should be a, uh, th- this has the, the makings of what could be a very good hire for the Minnesota Vikings long term. You know, I mean, Mike Tice hired a nice offensive coordinator. 
and it worked out pretty good, Scott Linehan. That was kind of a different one, though. He wasn't an established offensive coordinator, but people knew him to be a great offensive mind, again, as I'm saying, Scott Linehan here. Um, defensive coordinator, it looked like they had somebody good in Willie Shaw. That didn't work out, but then ultimately, George O'Leary and Ted Cottrell looked a hell of a lot better. I mean, Ted Cottrell was legit. That was an awesome uh, defensive coordinator to help out Mike Tice. So, Sometimes, I mean, the coordinators can make the head coach look better. And it's great that when you have somebody on the offense, uh, the ah, uh, the ah, uh, excuse me, the opposite side of the ball, you need to have as good a coordinator as you can get. And the Vikings appear to have done so <laughs> with Norv Turner. Very exciting, very exciting move. A guy who will throw the ball down the field or have his quarterback throw the ball down the field anyway and has had elite running games along the way as well. Elite. The Emmett Smiths, the uh, the Ladanian Tomlinsons, the Michael Turners. Looks good. Not Trent Richardson, though. <laughs> Not Trent Richardson, but uh, that's, you know, uh, uh, that's more, I think that's more on Trent so far. I mean, whoops. <laughs> whoops. Oh, another shout-out to Vince Germano, Cleveland Browns fan there. Yeah, we took your offensive coordinator. Yeah, we did, but... Yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do anyway with the way things were going right now? Uh, he probably, you know, he likely wasn't going to stay there. They'd fired Chazinski anyway. So, very exciting start for the Minnesota Vikings with this coaching staff. I really like the way Mike Zimmer, though, the way it seems like he, he knows when to yell at a player and when not to. He seems to get it. You know, the good news is with, with Zimmer is that you get the vibe from him that he, he really does know what he's doing because he says, yeah, you can't treat all the players the same because, because no, you can't. Everybody's different. I mean, some guys you got to kick in the butt. Sometimes you got to give them a pat on the back. Some guys, I mean, everybody responds differently, and, and he knows that. He's not just going to go out there and scream where a lot of people kind of saw the assumption of that along the way. Um, like to hear what Zimmer said, and this is, this is what I'm getting out of what Mike Zimmer said. So it's good to hear what you're hearing he seems to really know what he's doing as much as any coaches we've, we've really had around here in a long time. Seems like a disciplinarian, but at the same time, you know what's nice about Mike Zimmer? You know what's nice about him? How he's serious and intense and, and energetic <laughs> and all that good stuff. The guy, the guy's funny. I mean, he can, he can make people laugh. He can, and that is a great combination. I mean, and, and you know, that's good. You might think on the surface, okay, great, he can make people laugh. Well, what does that mean about winning football games? Well, you know what, folks? That means the locker room is not going to be overly tense, where players are going to be, you know, all the time. They're not going to be overly tense. They're not going to tune him out either. I mean, what was great about Joe Montana <laughs> back in the day? They're on a Super Bowl drive, and he's cracking a joke about some huge fat guy in the stands during their 1988 uh, drive against the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. That's that's the key. I mean, you're out there to have fun, too. You, you can crack a joke once in a while. You know, rather than let everything be so tense and so nervous all the time, you got to lighten up the mood a little bit once in a while. It's great to be intense and to love the game. And that's one. Uh, that's another thing you're going to love about Mike Zimmer, all of you. All of you out there that were complaining about how Frazier was emotionless, just stood there with his arms folded all the time. I think we're going to get more out of... <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a lot more out of Mike Zimmer than I think we ever were out of Leslie Frazier. And ladies and gentlemen, that right there is what coaching is all about. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what we've that's what that's what we need 
out of a head coach and I think that this could be this could go down as one of the best hires in the history of Minnesota Vikings. I'm really looking forward to it. Very excited. But now, now it's on Rick Spielman to make the right draft picks. <laughs> this this now coming May, obviously, since we've switched to May from April. It's going to be really exciting to see how they, how how this team changes in the next couple of years here as we do have a new stadium to get into as well. Oh boy, this could get fun. It's on my. It's on Mike Zimmer. It's on. Uh, well, Mike Zimmer can help out in this too, of course, because he does want to have say in personnel. Like any coach should have some, for Pete's sake. He can't just. He can't just let the GM dictate everything. But uh, it's time for this Minnesota Vikings franchise to get the next Russell Wilson, to get the next Colin Kaepernick, to get the next <laughs> Tom Brady. I mean, sixth round pick. I mean, sixth round. It's time for the Vikings to find the right quarterback. One way or another. Does it have to be a top five blue chip player? Absolutely not. What's crazy is though, is when we get into the Facebook page later on, is the possibility that Teddy Bridgewater could slip to number eight. And if he does, would you take him? I'd probably say yes. Is he a guarantee? No. There's no such thing as a guarantee. Really, except maybe Andrew Luck. That's about it. <laughs> Or Peyton Manning back in uh, 1999. I mean, there uh, 98. Excuse me. There are very few of those in this league. Matt Ryan was pretty close to one as well. Great numbers, but again, not very clutch. He's kind of a rich man's Tony Romo. Oh, <gasps> did I say that? I did. All right. So really, we're going to keep talking about Mike Zimmer along the way, of course, with the Facebook, the fan interactions. So. Yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it to you guys now. You can interact with me when we get to the inter- when we get to that segment and such. So we'll continue the conversation. But for now, it's time to get to the postseason. It's time to talk conference championships and Super Bowl with the man of the SportsStuff.com, the founder, the executive producer, and Chicago's Bears Chicago Bears fan, and a more than capable radio host as well, Dylan Richardson. Right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportsstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Purple Mafia on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. And we are joined by, or at least I am, (laughs) joined by the man, Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. Welcome back, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, fans, Purple Mafia fans, I'm back. And my head is hung low because of my called shot that didn't come. Well, at least they made it to 
the divisional playoffs. It was kind of hit and miss throughout the the season, but the Colts, uh, you know, I, I think they had a good season by making it to the divisional game. But so I don't have I don't have a dog to root for in this Super Bowl really now. I guess I can root against somebody. I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. That's about where I stand as well. Uh, we both, yep. So what Dylan was talking about, if you happen to be a brand new listener, is we uh, every year like to do our preview show, and we ultimately preview what teams go to the conference finals and Super Bowl and all that and win it. So in a nutshell, Dylan picked the indianapolis colts to win the win the world uh, the world series win the super bowl <laughs> wow i'm losing my brain here it's called burning the midnight oil <laughs> no kidding huh both of us uh, huh uh-huh but yeah. yeah yeah i had i had them beating the saints who also as you know did not make it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know but here's the thing too joy is that we really pulled like a babe ruth i mean that's really calling your shot from like what was it the end of preseason or like the last week of preseason? So yeah, yep. That's a pretty good pull. I mean, we you know we pulled teams that that made it into the playoffs at least past the the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Yep, I had uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, very much so. And I had the uh, yeah. Both of us did get past the wild card. I had the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. Who. I did not have winning it. I had the 49ers winning it. They it looked like they were going to win it, damn it. But <laughs> uh, much to my uh, chagrin, they did not. Uh, we're getting to that very shortly. Uh, yeah, so Denver's in, but I guess, yeah, that might that result may or may not stay the same with them losing it. Will We shall see. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, um, also I'd like to apologize to you and to the listeners as well that the we didn't have this this duo together in the the uh, the, the earlier playoff, playoff rounds. I couldn't get around to Dylan. Uh, I forgot that his his phone is in the repair shop. So yes, forever it seems. <laughs> yeah, it's in the it's in the not terminally ill department. It's in a coma. Right, let's put it this yeah. way: with the with the guy that's fixing it, uh, I, I'm going to change uh, the ringtone to that um, that song. Say why? Why are you gonna give me the run around? That's gonna be the new ringtone for it. <laughs> it should be, yeah. It's giving Jeez. you the run around. Yeah, that's too long, isn't it? Oh my goodness, it's been a month now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my stupid self forgot about that. I forgot about that was going on, so I kept you, trying to so text. Yeah, yeah. You're probably like, well, how come this guy's not returning my texts? Like, he must be. He's pissed at me. No. This guy's a jerk. <laughs> I was like, "What did I do?" And then I'm like, "Oh God, I forgot." And then I Facebooked, and then boom, you responded pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. And I'm like, "Whoops, yeah." yeah I kind of, I kind of have a loner phone, but mm. you know, not yeah. It, it, hopefully, by the end of this week, all my uh, phone issues get resolved. I know that everyone's waiting with bated breath right now about that, but <laughs> oh yeah. I I know. Yep, yeah, because I mean, yeah, if you can come back for a Super Bowl review show, that'd be great. Yes, yep. yes, you, you know, other, we will yep. we will make the time because there's no other games going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, we will make the time. We will find the time to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because after that, that's it until you know. Spring, I know it's sad. It's bittersweet. <laughs> you know, it's bittersweet. You know, they like, say this every year, right? Yeah. And then there's nothing, and then like, okay, well, you wait for baseball, but. I don't know. It's just not the same. Football is just a, a whole nother animal. I just love it. 
sure is. Yep, and that's what that's again what we're here for here on Purple Mafia. It's all about NFL, and that's why we do uh, postseason along with Viking talk. So there we jump right into the AFC Championship game. Let's do it. New England versus the Denver Donkeys. Oh, I mean Broncos. Whoops. The White Donkeys. The White Donkeys. Peyton Manning riding his white horse into Denver. And uh, when I saw that blue sky, I got to say, when I saw that blue sky and that sun, I was like, uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Because I was kind of pulling for the Patriots. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With my obsession. No, one of my my Boston obsessions. But when I saw the blue sky, I was like, oh, boy. And I I, I had checked the forecast on the previous, uh, previous show, too. And I'm like, oh, boy. When I see 59 or 60, it's like, that's kind of favoring the the uh, Denver Broncos in, in that case because Peyton Manning has a reputation. You know, I mean, obviously things change sometimes, but he has a reputation of not playing well in cold weather. Uh, some of Tom Brady's classic wins were in bad weather, like, you know, the Oakland Raider game many years ago. Oh, yes. Yep. The ultra-slippery, like, hockey game they had there. but <laughs> Where the tuck rule was founded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was one hell of a game, but yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, uh-huh, I kind of got a, I kind of get a vibe, and then obviously Peyton Manning right out of the gate was pretty sharp. Um, they didn't, they didn't really get a touchdown or anything in the first quarter, but he looked sharp, and it's like, and the Patriots pretty much from the from the get go looked like they were not going to win the game. <laughs> but too, here's the thing: is that in typical, I don't know what it, obviously. Peyton doesn't play defense, but nope. they left him hanging around, and there was always that lingering thought, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Brady could put the lights out on this at any time, and boom, you, we're going to have a tie game. They let him hang around. They did, you know, big time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it for the longest time, it looked like Denver was, was going to start to blow it wide open, but they didn't. That was the whole thing. They just didn't, for whatever reason. They ended up having to settle for field goals or punts or what have you. Uh, no, no interceptions by Peyton Manning. Again, sharp as all get out, but uh, but just weren't really finishing the job. That's what kept giving me some hope. And then New England couldn't. New England, obviously, in general, could not get anywhere. Um, obviously, Tom Brady, uh, a man on an island, and my biggest grief with the entire game. And I understand they were behind, but they weren't behind by much. Where the hell was Legarrett Blunt in this game? Because look what he did last week. What the? Huh. He was absent. He was in. He was. Yep. He was on a. He sent in an absentee ballot, I guess, for the game. Ah, uh, Legarrett Blunt tore up those Indianapolis Colts the previous week. This time around, no. Huh. Uh, five rushes and six yards. That's um, not going to get. Not going to get you anywhere. It's fourth string level. I didn't even know there was such thing as a fourth string, right? Yeah. So huh. you know, Peyton did his. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird. It's another one of those years where um, he's going through the playoffs and he's thirty-two of forty-three, four hundred yards, a couple of touchdowns. It's it's almost like he forgot it was the playoffs because his <laughs> record in the playoffs is not too great. With this win, and and you know Peyton Manning's been to the playoffs a bunch of times, like almost every year. Yep. Uh, he is finally he is finally at the five hundred level. He is eleven and eleven. He did it. Eleven and eleven, and you take two Super Bowl years out of that, 
and you know, that's kind of a bad record. And <laughs> he, he's never okay. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do my my Peyton Manning thing here. He is never been that great under pressure you take away that 2006 season and yes yes ladies and gentlemen i i'm still bitter mm-hmm. mafia i'm still a little bit mm-hmm. bitter yes if you can tell i'm still a little bit bitter mm-hmm. because of our, our our punter giving away the game well my my punter, well whatever you want. the bears punter yep. uh rex grossman um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, he is a punter isn't he yeah yeah he was a punter <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. He, uh, he can throw the ball pretty far to the other team. Mm-hmm. But any, anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, Peyton has never won the big game, really. I mean, he, other, you take that, like I said, take 2006 out of the equation. Game, yeah. He's never really won the big game. Never mm-hmm. in high school, never in college. He, he's, he's never done it. So it's uh, just something weird. So th- maybe this is going to be one of those seasons where he pulls the 2006. But... You know, we're going to just have to wait till we get to that segment of the show and we'll see mm. how uh, Joey and I think about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, fantastic quarterback throughout the regular season. No doubt about it. Hall of Fame, you yeah. know, just he annihilates the records, the regular season. The guy, I can't really think of many better or someone that I would rather, you know, during the regular season, would want to have playing for me. Uh, playoffs, not so much. <laughs> Yeah, it's not there. I mean, obviously, this uh, regular season, you know who he reminds all of us of? It's probably a semi-easy one, Dan Marino. <laughs> I mean, the numbers. Yes. He's, he he yeah. is a modern-day Dan Marino in a lot of ways. The only difference is, I guess, he has more weapons than Dan Marino ever seemed to ever have. Like, no one wanted to play with the SOB. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, did they? Like, they couldn't stand him. <laughs> No, yeah, well, he's that guy was a fiery competitor, though you could see mm-hmm. it in his, in his face. And that guy, I truly believe, would have sold his soul to the devil to get a Super Bowl victory, or maybe even just a shot at the Super Bowl again, because yeah, that is a good. long time from what 1984 yep. to uh, when did he retire? 2000. 2000. Or yeah. 99. Yep. Was it 99? That's I've... a long time to be. You know, hmm. thirsting for that 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 taste again. Uh, yeah, it was it was after the '99 season. I I'm kind of partial to remembering that because do you remember what team he almost came to? Oh yeah, <laughs> almost came to the Vikings, and then he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I should just retire. I, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> he's like, screw it. And then we went with Dante, and well, you know, <laughs> yeah, some good years, Dante. Dante yeah, some good years. You know, he had. He, he he had a couple of good years there and then blew out that knee and he was never yep. the same. Yeah, especially that first year. He was really fun. And then, yeah, obviously much later in 2005. Oof. Poor guy. Yep. Now that's an right. injury. Mm-hmm. So, New England pretty much dropped the ball in this game. In 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 a nutshell, yes. New England just dropped the ball. They they had no energy. Didn't get any they just couldn't get anywhere. They Looked like they—they they just looked like a team that wasn't going to win the game. To to make it simple, yeah, it, it's funny because, like I was saying, the, I don't know why or how, but the Broncos were letting them hang around, hang around. They were always within somewhat of the like striking distance, yep. although statistically and and you yeah. know, it was it was kind of let's let's be fair, it was it was kind of an ass kicking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like a subtle but, one. Yep. But yeah, it, it could. It, it's one of those that you know. Oh, if they would have scored again here, oh, that would have been nail in the coffin at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. uh, they let him hang around, and I don't know. I don't know, Joey. Yeah. They had they had a chance, but obviously they just yeah they didn't get it done. And Brady's playoff career has been dropping a bit, unfortunately. Still there though. I mean, he's been to like a million AFC title games, so and won five of them, right? Yeah. Yep. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, slightly better than old Peyton. Yeah, just a just a tad bit. Yeah. And he, multiply the Super Bowl victories by three. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Not not bitter. No. <laughs> not bitter at all. <laughs> Uh, I was cheering for the Bears in that game, too. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was big time. I'm, yeah, I'm not a Colts or, you know, I'm not a Peyton Manning fan. Not much like Peyton Manning. So are, are you ready for the NFC game? Or you, Yes. Now, this yep. is actually the this game. game. This is a game. Rare. This was a fantastic game. And it, mm-hmm. it just, you know, if this if this is any like litmus test towards what the Super Bowl is going to be like. I'm excited. Yeah, this was the game. I'm pretty sure if I'm like tempted to check back on the <laughs> back in the previous show, but I'm pretty sure this is what I had in the NFC Championship. I mean, this is the ultimate matchup in football right now is Seattle San Francisco. You know uh, what? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, we would have to check back. You might have had Green Bay in there. Oh no, I hope might have been. Maybe oh, not. You might maybe be not. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not, because we were we were kind of off the beaten path. I thought on our at least me anyways for yeah. for picking picking Super Bowls this year. I was like, I'm gonna take a risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heck, Baltimore was kind of a risk when I took it. Kind of, they were. I mean, they, they were like were. a stock that for me, I looked at them as a stock that just was always slowly going up, and then here it is. This is the peak, and then boom, I I cashed out. There you did. I made my 500 mil. They took oh. it all. Mm-hmm. Cashed but, out, and then that's it. Yep, the so, stock went down. <laughs> so so this game, and, and mm-hmm. we'll get into the Sherman thing later and uh, how huh. both of us feel about this. There, there's been somewhat of a new, um, let's say that situation's been shined in a little bit of a new light. But anyways, um, <laughs> just just what a fantastic game. You got Beast Mode going out there, mm-hmm. Sean Lynch, having a, having a good, steady game. And... I, the fans going crazy and all the hoopla and you know in the area that I live in I get a lot of 49er news and mm-hmm. and so supposedly there was rumors about they weren't selling 49ers tickets to the ball game because they wanted their own fans <laughs> like are you serious come on man this, the place is going to sell to whoever I mean yeah. who is on the phone saying Okay, we've got these tickets here that'll be uh, $3,000 for two. Um, oh, oh, wait a second. Uh, are you a Seahawks fan or a 49er fan? Oh, I'm a 40. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to cash your check. No, I'm not going to take your money for these tickets. No, t- mm-hmm. come on. That's just goofy. Let's get at it. <laughs> it's funny. I wish we could do that for the Packers, though, but <laughs> oh, yeah. keep them out of here. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. Those fans. Nice. Those. Yeah. Those fans are crazy, though. I mean, that that I, I say it every year that that stadium holds more people than populates the town, and they sell it out. Oh, Seattle? So, mm. No, no, no. Uh, oh, Green Bay, Green Bay. Wisconsin. Yeah, holy yeah, yeah. cow! Yeah, yeah. A, that, 
That stadium holds more than the people in the town, and they sell it up. But anyways, back back on track. Let's get back on track. NFC Championship game. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks win 23-17 to in a fantastic game. Mm -hmm. And by the way, yes, Denver won 26-16 in theirs. So so that is the guy rudely... That's just AFC. That was the... That was the fast-forward game. You just fast-forward through it because it, it sucked. It was just a really sucky game. And then this is the – this is, within all intents and purposes, was probably the game of the year unless we have a Baltimore-San Francisco type of game in the next round But because um, that was that was the game of the year last year without a doubt. But uh, this actually – yeah, this kind of similar to last year's, just lower scoring, you know, in in, in a way, maybe not quite as – crappy of a finish for San Francisco, but last year it was like, you just couldn't get that holding call type of deal, but, because these refs never call penalties or fouls in basketball or penalties in football in the last play of the game, it just doesn't happen unless it's, you know, unless somebody gets their head cut off, but, um, yeah, a defensive battle uh, with athletic quarterbacks, this was a... I mean, yeah, this this was a Super Bowl in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it was. I'm sure a lot of people may believe that the winner of this game wins the Super Bowl. Um, we'll get to that very shortly again. Uh, so, broke my heart, though. Yeah, the 49ers, the main problem that they had in this game is that they really couldn't get their running game, other than Colin Kaepernick, who seemed to be their go-to running back of the game. Uh, there, there was nothing going on, and for the way that this this offense is geared, is it's kind of like a bear style almost, where that defense is mm. going to be taking it over, and they have to have a running game that's going to keep this, you know, going and keep the possession, and, yeah. And you get a chunk here of twenty some odd yards, or you know, fifteen here when it's you know a quarterback, you know, going through. That's usually on like a second and long and or third and long it's it's not the same as you know chipping away five a carry you know getting a 7 yard getting an 8 yard getting a 2 yard and just chipping away and getting some time of possession keeping that ball out of the hands of uh Seattle offense and keeping it out of beast mode's uh <laughs> hands uh it, you know so they were kind of uh thrown for a loop there and that was kind of what I think was kind of the game decider is not being able to get those running backs in the game. I think Frank Gore had as many yards as he had carries. Yeah, 11 rushes, 14 yards. It's like, where was Frank Gore? But uh, Seattle obviously Seattle obviously saw that if San Francisco established the run, they'd probably win the game. And um, <laughs> they really shut down any type of running game that San Francisco had outside of Colin Kaepernick, who's always going to get yards because, well, obviously it's a double threat. If if you have everybody running at Colin Kaepernick, leaving the receivers open, that could be a potential touchdown <laughs> game-breaking play. And obviously, yeah, when they're guarding the receivers and such, Colin Kaepernick has a shot of possibly breaking loose for something. And he did at least once for 58 yards, but overall, it's Colin Kaepernick in a nutshell is always trying to get the, always going for the first down. He's clutch in certain situations and not clutch in others. Again, that was extremely backbreaking for Colin Kaepernick. We're talking one, two, three opportunities, despite the fact I do believe San Francisco got some horrendous calls in this game. Horrendous, especially the one where 
Uh, the fumble at the goal line, that was San Francisco oh, yeah. ball. Unfortunately, San Francisco got absolutely, <laughs> well, they got double whammied in that one with not only a, not only not getting the ball back, but an ACL as well. So, uh, Bowman, that is, yep. Oh, man, yeah. that was a heartbreaker. Yeah, that was that was that was no good there. Uh, fumble, recover, ACL. Oh yeah, you fumbled and lost the ball. Yeah, and they don't even give it back. ACL, MCL too. Another one of the uh, yeah, another Dante Culpepper specialty. And it was definitely that could be a career ender. I think a lot of people don't don't see it that way, but um, it definitely you know that's. A lot of times, these guys will come out of the doctor and they're like, "Well, I'm amazed that you can even run," because a lot of people come out of this mm-hmm. having to use a cane. That really sucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, Adrian Peterson even had that injury, obviously in uh, 2011. Yes, the worst season ever. But um, yeah, just just insult to injury, injury to insult, and lots of insults hurled at the end of the game. <laughs> Definitely, you know. <laughs> you know, and I do want to touch on this this thing with Sherman. So, oh, you know, here here's the thing. Like my first initial impression of it was like, okay, well, the guy's amped up. He just made like this giant play. He's amped up, and you know, he said some things that he shouldn't have said, and he probably shouldn't have said them anyways. Yeah. Well, on Facebook, I just posted, uh, you know, NFL films. They or whatever they're called now. Found it on NFL.com, where it put the entire situation in, in like context. Because that little clip, as you know, you can you can juggle things to make them sound like they're different. And you know what? There's no doubt those things that he said were not good. No. But here's here's what happened after the game, and I kind of want to explain this. He made this big play, and he's jumping up and down. Yeah, he's excited. And hey, you know, celebrate. You know, yeah, yeah it was fantastic. He actually went over to Crabtree and said, hey, good game. And Crabtree put his his hand in his face like a stiff arm. And who, I didn't hear what he said. It was probably some choice words. Mm-hmm. But, um, Crab, but uh, Sherman was mic'd up for this. So um, that happened. And then immediately you go into an interview situation. And, <laughs> you know, Sherman's a little bit you – know, he's – on the top of adrenaline's flowing and, and all this, and he's excitable, and he just kind of got dissed by a guy that he tried to show sportsmanship to, and so he kind of he went off on him, yeah. and he not only went off to him uh, with what's her name, I can't even think of her name, but there was a, there was another Aaron reporter, Edwards, bef- Aaron, bef- Aaron Andrews, excuse me, yes, that's that's who, but there was another reporter that was uh, trying to talk to him before Aaron Andrews got a hold of him, and he was. You know, you know, uh, the FOB or whatever, <laughs> or, or whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever he was, uh, LOB, that's right, LOB. Oh, yeah. Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom. He mm-hmm. said, LOB, Legion of Boom, yeah, coming in. You know, he's telling the, the other guy this, and then, so, uh, she was a little bit of myth because she didn't hear that previous conversation either. And so when he said LOB, she's like, uh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and and it did show him go over after the game and he's you know kind of somewhat consoling 49ers and talking to Frank Gore like hey great game guys yeah you know so it wasn't 
I think he's been made out to be the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't have uh, said those things, but I, in in the same breath, I can understand why. But take it however you can, however you want. But like, I have a lot of 49er fans that are on <laughs> Facebook a lot because of my geographical location here and uh they they are just looking for something to hate on and <laughs> like, like joey have you seen my post it's like hey stop hating on them 49er fans find something else <laughs> don't, don't be so hated on this guy but you know what everyone's entitled to their opinion and i'm sure i'm sure that you have one and if you disagree with me hey Uh-oh. i don't care uh-huh. <laughs> i don't care I'm just gonna hit the mute button. No, <laughs> yeah. I already fast forwarded through this guy. Joey, uh, this guy's <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, for me, initially, I was just so pissed off at what just happened that I kind of, I was kind of. I mean, I was really hot under the collar at the time, calling him an ass and stuff. And then after like the next day, I kind of cooled off a little bit. Obviously, my Twitter feed is. Is what it is, I guess. Unfortunately, I'm at Purple Mafia show, but <laughs> as you'll hear in the jingle here, but um, in the jingle, yes. But uh, yeah, I was jingling all over Twitter, getting a little bit too hyper. But well, a lot of, I got a lot of favorites and retweets out of it. But uh, but ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, it's like I kind of thought about it. Really, the only the only true bad part about it was he made it more about him self than yes. about like yeah we're going to the super bowl hell yeah. yeah 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 that he did that's that was the screw up yeah 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 i'm the best in the league <laughs> okay good but you won but you're going to the super bowl too how about you know how about russell wilson and marshawn lynch and, and your other cornerbacks and golden tate you know come on now oh yeah enjoy it don't be yeah. all yeah it came off bad too. Yeah. It, it, after seeing what I've seen, like it seems like it's a little bit, a little bit better. But yeah, it did come off bad. And, uh, I'm actually surprised that we haven't. Maybe he's just hoping it's going to go away. I thought maybe he'd have some kind of thing to say, but you uh, know, there's a couple of weeks here. We'll hit into media week for the Super Bowl, and I'm oh, sure no. that they're going to be all over him like white on rice. Oh yes, yeah, they they will. Unfortunately, you see, that's the sad part. You know, it's all about him, and he's got quadrillion more followers on Twitter, and this and that. You know, and I, it's unfortunate. It's it's the Marshawn Lynch Bowl, or excuse me, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm getting mixed up. Uh, Sherman Bowl, Richard Sherman Bowl, excuse me, instead of uh, the Super Bowl, which that that's the part I don't like. But ultimately, uh, that doggone fourth and two plays was the backbreaker. <laughs> there was a little bit too much jump in the whole game, and I was hoping and praying, okay, come on, false start, false. It's not a false start, and they're not going to call false. Did he really catch that ball? He did. Yeah. Oh, come Let's on. Let's see the other angle. I hate to say this, it looked like the luckiest play ever. I mean, it, it was good, but it just had a little bit of luck to it still. Still, I mean, yeah, I'll give him credit, even though I don't want to. A little uh, bit of luck and a whole lot of skill. That's what yeah. it takes to make it in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give that one the credit more to Wilson, I think, because obviously the receiver, I mean, it hit him, and it looked like he was it looked like he was shocked that it got to him. I mean, the throw, I mean, it was Wilson, I think, was really the, the clutch player out of the two there. The receiver looked like he was so shocked. Oh, my God, I got it, you know. 
Oh man, uh, it was a fantastic game, and hopefully <laughs> leading up to a yep. fantastic Super Bowl where Peyton Manning will choke. Oh, did I reveal something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. And yes, I think the, the choking pers- ways, the choking ways will return mm-hmm. here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And Jermaine Curse made a curse on the 49ers when he made that catch because obviously once the 49ers lost the lead. It's like all that opportunity San Francisco had. They were outplaying Seattle, maybe ever so slightly, but they were outplaying Seattle. They were actually winning in Seattle, which almost nobody does. Uh, earlier in the year, and I believe last year as well, Seattle kicked the you-know-what out of San Francisco in Seattle. So it's like, uh, you know, you like to see this, or at least some of us like to see the Seahawks lose that game, but, um, you know, San Francisco versus Seattle, but... Unfortunately for the Niners, it's like they never seem to win there. And in this case, the opportunity was there, and they still didn't win. They just they couldn't hang on to the lead. Obviously, backbreaking plays like the fourth and two were were <laughs> a huge story of the game. And then after that, the real true story you could say in, in some ways was not one, not two, but three legit opportunities the 49ers had to not only take the lead but win the game. Colin Kaepernick, he's got fingerprints in that one. Uh, two interceptions, a fumble, just got the ball ripped out of his hands. Uh, 49ers defense held strong to uh, just force a field goal out of Seattle, but still, man, all, huge opportunities for the 49ers to win the game. But obviously, again, two interceptions along the way, and that's all she wrote. They never scored another point. Other than well, other than the other play of the game, which was an unbelievable like jump pass, jump pass. I mean, throw to Glenn <laughs> Bolden in the end zone. Wasn't that something? Well, good old Aquan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that guy really, you know, last year thought it could be the difference, you know, and this year. I kept on waiting for him to to really step up and have that blowout game in the playoffs, and he did all right. But you know, nothing nothing like extraordinary like the guy is capable. That guy, that guy is that guy is really good. Pepperdick. More than he ever gets gets credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you think that one of these like when is it going to happen that he's going to actually blow up, but. Um, this time around, it, I mean, really, ultimately, outside of Green Bay, and for whatever reason, their defense looked actually good for once. <laughs> but along the way, he ran into like two f- incredibly good defenses, obviously with Carolina and Seattle. So it turned out to be kind of a gut out smash mouth, black and blue football type of games. So that's partially what's going on, obviously, but. Uh, the fact he didn't exactly blow up against Green Bay, yet he was clutch in that game, getting that first down, and then they barely won that sucker. Just before the polar vortex, right? <laughs> just before <laughs> just we got hit by that polar vortex. You like that word? Just before, yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's the the great uh, uh, buzzword of the, yeah, I, of the month, right? I like it. Yep. This has been one hell of a one hell of a month. Yeah, we're looking at twenty below again this weekend. So yeah. Yeah, and possibly another one here. I don't know if it's a real polar vortex or just an Arctic blast, but okay, sorry. <laughs> there it's funny. Go. You, got, you guys are getting the weather that we had about uh, just before Christmas. Well, maybe a couple weeks before Christmas where it was frozen. It was We got like down to nine degrees and 
had snow. Ooh. Yeah, it got down to nine degrees after the snow. You know, the clouds clear, and then all the snow freezes. Awesome. Wow, even there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> in California, it is sweet. Oh my, that had to be uh-huh. that had to be shocking. Hmm. Well, we usually get like snow maybe once or twice a year, but not freezing <laughs> snow, not frozen snow. Usually it melts off during the weekend. Yeah, it's but, like a little. It's like a quick little so, shower. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So you guys are experiencing this polar vortex, mm-hmm. and uh, during the day I can open up my front door and just leave my screen door uh, going because it's about seventy here during the day. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> There Which is, is very abnormal, but mm-hmm. anyways, back back from weather talk. Let's weather. Are we are we going to talk about this Super Bowl now? I'm I'm, I'm Paul Douglas. I'm in the backyard. Okay, sorry. Yes, <laughs> that's our old guy. <laughs> yeah, that almost sounded like him. Yeah, so yeah, that pretty much. Yeah, we've pretty much summed up the NFC Championship game. It is what it is. A great game that Seattle fans liked it. San Francisco fans hate it. That rivalry lives on and will probably be at the centerpiece of football next season. I'm sure it will be. And now, the game that a lot of people predicted, I think, a lot of course of the year. You could kind of, it's like, okay, Seattle-Denver, Seattle-Denver, Seattle-Denver. But uh, somebody, some one of these two is going to lose. It's going to be the Baltimore Colts, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts. I did it again. Um, Indianapolis Colts, or maybe the 49ers, or Saints, or maybe Aaron Rodgers will pull another rabbit out of his hat. No, it really was number one versus number one. Um, yeah. The clash actually happened. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Seattle, Denver, Super Bowl forty eight. And it's gonna be cold outside, I'm pretty sure. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. What could that mean? That could be the <laughs> that could be did you hear that? Oh huh? that's the sound of Peyton Manning choking again. <gasps> in New York. It's a big game. It's against a good defense, a great defense. Not the greatest, because we all know that's the 85 Bears. But, yes, yes. Uh, still a very good defense, and uh, you know a running back that can run the ball, a smart quarterback that's also mobile, mm-hmm. uh, a decent receiving core, obviously, since they made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I think Peyton Manning gets whooped. Maybe not, maybe not destroyed, but I think uh, I think he's going to lose this game and mm-hmm. continue to be under 500 in playoff situations. And then officially under 500 in the Super Bowl too. He'll be one and two. Yes. There it is. Yeah, um I'm I you know, I I've been thinking about it a little bit. I was like maybe just maybe Paid Manning this is the year because he's he, he he looked really good in that game, but then it's like, nah, it was 60 degrees and sunny out. When you see that 60 sunny, nice warm blue sky, all that good stuff, that's that's favorable, but when you saw when I saw that field, when I saw a post on the on the Facebook page of what the field looks like today, looks like uh, TCF Bank did a couple of years ago, and they had to shovel out all the snow, and it was freezing cold. That spells doom for Denver. Yes, it does. And it's kind of funny, Denver yeah. cold weather. Mm-hmm. Denver <laughs> is. <laughs> Speaking of vortex, that is a vortex of weather there. You know, it's like they experience everything. They experience, because like two days later, it was like 29 and cold, I guess, in Denver. That would have been New England in the Super Bowl, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because you would have seen more LeGarrette Blunt, all that good stuff. You would have seen Manning throwing dying ducks, and you know what that means? It means interceptions. But unfortunately for New England, it was the opposite. 
Uh, but most likely, this favors Seattle. I thought the other thing, the other thing I was thinking may lean Denver's way, obviously, is experience because none of these guys have been to the Bulls, so for the most part. So I freaking hate to see Percy Harvin win anything. Oh, that bastard. I mean, he's played two games. No, one and a half games. Of course, one of them was against us. He made one catch. And what was it against? Was it one catch again? Against, no, two catches, I think, against uh, New Orleans and then got hurt again, which is really funny. Oh, does his head hurt? Yeah. Does, does he got migraines again? Yeah, he does. Poor, no. poor guy. He got a concussion, migraines, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely a concussion, but probably migraines come with it. Uh, whatever. Percy Harvin, two games. Give me a break. Ah, get out of town. I mean, well, you know, that's why he is no longer in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's one, one of the, the many reasons. Yep. Thank God for Cordero Patterson. Oh, Rick Spielman actually did something pretty good there. Oh, Cordero. Cordero Patterson, don't you ever put on that Seattle Seahawks helmet or I'm just going to. I'm going to lose my, my mind if I ever see that. I mean, there's so many Vikings that have gone to Seattle the last, what, 10 years now? Obviously, I've mentioned the list before, the Moons, the John Randalls, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. And Packers, too, because Mike Holmgren was the coach. So they just loved our the Viking Packer country over there. They must have a straight shot. Mm-hmm. They must, yeah. They, they must, yeah. A straight <laughs> shot. Maybe there's a bullet train or something that goes underground that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. And, of course, the other part that uh, – do I even have to mention this? It's the it's the two cities that uh, legalized marijuana. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the stoner bowl, man. Yeah, <laughs> you see, like if your state legalized it, man, your team would be in the bowl too, man. Oh, get it? They're in the bowl, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the green bowl. <laughs> oh, dude, pass me the finance and singers, man. Cheese oh, puffs. <laughs> It's the cheese puff bowl. Yes, it is. Oh, Get your man. popcorn and your pizza and your burritos and your chimichangas and your <laughs> oh man and your funyuns lasagna. Your... No, Dude, don't forget the dip. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then obviously the Swisher sweets. Okay, sorry. Oh, it yeah. just never ends, does it? <laughs> it's a list. It's a big list, and yeah, it's the Stoner Bowl. Um. It looks like the stoners from Seattle are probably going to, yeah. I mean, I, I got to think it, it is leading their way. Their defense is incredible. Several, uh, excuse me, Denver, pardon me. Denver's offense is extremely good, but old weather and Peyton Manning doesn't look good. Maybe he overcomes it, and if he does, that would be the story of the last 20 years, I think. Yeah, you know, if he wins this, he should just retire because it's not going to get any better. Yeah, and, so. and obviously Peyton Manning is in a Super Bowl, so that means that if he wins, he will be the MVP mm-hmm. because the NFL just loves to love them some Manning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I still don't think he should have won the MVP in 2006. Anyways. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, not bitter. Not at all. Not, not bitter. No, not at all. But anyways, uh, yeah, so he'll win an MVP. He'll win a Super Bowl. He should just be like, okay, now I'm finally that I'm above 500 for my playoff and, you know, my my postseason record. I'm out. Mm -hmm. But he ain't going to do that. 
He ain't gonna do it. Yeah, he just thinks, so if I threw 50 touchdown passes, I can do it. I mean, I can come back next year and throw at least 45. So, yeah, I mean, you got to think he's got that. Yeah, I mean, he should sell when he's when he's when he's ahead, but he probably won't. And they nobody ever does. They always and then they always try to make a comeback too later on. <laughs> a lot of people. Who? Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, Brett coming out of Mississippi. Brett Favre. Oh, Wait. I had I had a packer I had to clear out of my throat there. Uh oh. It, oh, it, it was green. Oh wait, a Viking. Uh, oh wait. Yeah, have you seen him lately? I have to bring this up since. Yeah, he looks pretty old, doesn't he? Yeah, Is that he what does. you're thinking about? Yeah. I am caught up to him. Oh my goodness. He is, I mean, he, he had gray hair before, but now he looks beat down with gray hair. He looks like, he, yeah, he looks like mid-50s. <laughs> yeah, he was a quarterback, really? In, in 1983, like, right? Yeah, it was like, how many no. years have he been retired? He's been, he's, he's been retired for like 10 years now, right? So that would put him at like 50-something, you know? No, mm-hmm. holy cow, man, he looks, looks old. Yeah, he does. He aged, and he looked really old from 2009 to 2010. Ooh. You know, from you know, uh, you know, 09 to 2010. You could tell how much he aged in so many ways. Just, I think that I think I think that championship game in oh, oh, yeah. nine, right? Yeah, that probably took ten years off his life, man. It did. <laughs> it was, he was it, finished. <laughs> it was something to see him keep on getting back up like he did but man you're you're it was almost like face palming during the game you're like oh my god he's just getting killed mm-hmm. but he's still getting up it's like rocky you know it's mm-hmm. like stay down guy dun, dun, dun. <laughs> stay down stay down brett stay down the trainers are gonna just wheel you straight to the hospital mm-hmm. that's pretty much what happened that guy but anyways you know back we always we always get sidetracked and it's my yeah, fault look at us, it's look all at my us. fault it's all my fault. So Peyton Manning, I, I, let's, I want to be clear and get this straight with all the Purple Mafia fans. I am not, I am not picking the Broncos to win this game. I like the Seattle Seahawks, and it's not just because I'm bitter. I think they are actually the better team in their NFC team, and uh, right NFC teams are mm-hmm. NFC teams, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I am picking Seattle Seahawks to defeat. The Denver Broncos, twenty-seven to twenty-one, and hopefully it is everything that it should be in an exciting and fantastic, wonderful game with really cool commercials. That's uh, yep. I mean, and yeah, the one thing too where I see Seattle versus Denver, I see it kind of similar to remember when Seattle went to the Super Bowl in two thousand five and they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had the great offense. They had the, the record-breaking running back that year. In uh, was it Sean Alexander? Mm-hmm. Great, great offense, but going against a gritty, chippy, young sob type team with a smart quarterback who I don't like at all. But well, he was, but he was smart. I can't, I hate him. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, you're giving him a lot of credit there. But okay, yeah. See, it was a veteran quarterback who was playing. <laughs> I'm giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> I'm so mean. Yeah, it was a veteran quarterback who was also having a good season. Matt Hasselbeck. So it's almost like switcheroo here. Seattle reminds me a lot of Pittsburgh, so that's probably why I don't like them very much. <laughs> Phenomenal defense, lots of youth, lots of years ahead of them. Smart quarterback, not big. <clears throat> not at this all. This is this is this is this is Tiny Tim, not uh, not uh, Big Ben. So so we're staying in England for this one. No, okay, sorry. Uh, 
Well, it is kind of English we'll type weather. That, then. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting really weird, aren't I? <laughs> That's what happens, though. Um, and the result will be uber similar. Um, you're going to see a team just flat outplay the other. You're going to see a great offense suddenly not be great, and you're going to see a tough, strong defense do what they do, and you're going to see Russell Wilson at a very young age hoisting a championship because he will be clutch enough when it matters. And that's what Russell Wilson, I think that's what he's all about at this point in time. Seattle Seahawks look to have a great future in this league for a while. <laughs> yes, they do. And yes, shout out to Paul Tuniverse Caniff. Uh, the city of Seattle will experience their second major championship since 1979 when the Seattle Supersonics with Lenny Wilkins <laughs> won the championship against the Washington Bullets. So speaking of bullets, <laughs> you had the bullet train. Yeah, that was the Washington Bullets. That They were a train, not a bullet from a gun, which people got mixed up in the past. But, uh, yeah, I'm going crazy again. Um, Especially when Washington, D.C. was like the murder capital of the United States. And they're like, and we got a basketball team named what? The Bullets? Yeah, they got it mixed up with a train. That's funny, though. But, no, it's true. I can see where, I can see where they're coming from a bit there. But, uh, yep, Seattle will experience their second championship. That is my prediction as well, Joey. Mm-hmm. I think that is a wise choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because be- you agree with me. <laughs> yes. No, Denver Denver 41, Seattle 7. Oh. oh. Yep. Oh. With all that said. No, <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, though, like, I know it's only happened once, but the NFL being so in love with Peyton Manning and, and the Broncos lose and Peyton Manning still wins an MVP. Oh yeah, that would be sad, wouldn't it? <laughs> I could just I can so see it happening. I can mm-hmm. see it happening. And you know this whole season they're like the the NFL execs were probably like, Oh, please let the Giants be good this year because we know Denver's good and we want nothing more than to give both the Manning brothers their own Super Bowl mm-hmm. and we'll just give them both MVP trophies. <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Go. Because we can't decide which one we like better. We love Mannings. <laughs> Not better. And you know who will present the trophies? Who do you think will present the trophies Their to them? Dad. Exactly. Dad. <laughs> Old Archie. Old Uncle. No, Uncle. Old Dad Archie. <laughs> I'm just teasing. It, it, it just sounds good, but it didn't. But it didn't work. Damn. <laughs> Uncle Archie. That could be like a character. Mm-hmm. Uncle Archie's coming. In. It yeah. sounds good, doesn't it? Hey, 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 Arch, what are you most famous for in the NFL? Uh, laying on my back. <laughs> yeah, that was about it. You got I, followed, I followed two MVP quarterbacks. That's what I did. Uh, how do you like me now? We, we love you. We love you. Good oh. guy went to a terrible team. But... Yeah, Saints, yep. That's why they got their accents. Welcome to History NFL with your host, Joey and Dylan. Joey Awajan and Dude Richardson, <laughs> starring on Purple Mafia. Yes. So, <laughs> I, uh, for my final score, it's like I, I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, I'm going to go with, see, Seattle's just weird. Sometimes they blow people out, but a lot of times they get into these gridded out 23-17 type games. Uh, I actually had San Francisco winning with a, something like that score at one point. So, uh, 
I have Seattle scoring, though, this time a little more. Um, even though Denver's defense is good. Defensive coach, defense this, defense that. I have Seattle 28, Denver um, 24. Yes. 24 nice. for, for Peyton so, Manning, maybe some INTs and some Ducks. Yep. Uh, oh, definitely definitely some INTs. I, I, uh-huh. I'm thinking he's going to... He's gonna get at least at least two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether yep. they be his fault or not, it's just gonna happen because, you know, Peyton. I don't know. I mean, you know, you know. Come to think of it, I just thought of this. Maybe he's got some voodoo thing working against him. Maybe uh, someone he pissed off in his younger years uh, is running some voodoo on him in some of these playoff games. Could be, or just his dad himself, you know, or it's like the the anti uh, the anti Eli, one's clutch, one isn't. You know, they could, the the genes got they they didn't get to share the genes. You know, only one got the clutch gene, but one got the talent gene and one got the clutch gene. <gasps> <laughs> you can't have both, and they both got the dumb looking face genes. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what I get. Maybe Eli more than than Peyton, but uh-huh. <laughs> like you, you would take a look at Eli, and you would totally not think that that guy is a starting NFL MVP, Super Bowl victory having quarterback. I would never have guessed that. Multiple, never. yeah, multiple. You didn't look at that guy and think that, like, oh, he's kind of dorky, uh, foofy hair. But anyways. The miracle in New York, but yeah, it's yeah. I mean, for that, I mean, ultimately, I think the Super Bowl is what we're what we're thinking. See, uh, it's Pittsburgh versus Seattle all over again, except maybe switch Alexander for uh, Peyton Manning. But there you go, MVP versus great defense. But it looks like the great defense will win again. Rock and roll. Um, any uh, closing comments you may have? I like Sherman to. To pick Peyton Manning off at least once. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be rooting for that moment, and it, hopefully it happens, or at least he's involved with something. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I kind of think uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch is going to be uh, beast MVP. That could be a good prediction. Yeah, I have a hard time even picking anybody in this one. Uh, I guess maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe Richard Sherman. <laughs> Wouldn't that I be something that. he wins yep. MVP to, like, you know, total redemption, so to speak? Mm-hmm. And then he blows up again. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I see. They proved it. I am the best. You just won the Super Bowl. Don't, don't make it about you. <laughs> I got two trophies <laughs> to prove it. I am <laughs> the bestest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to, yeah, it's going to be something like, well, maybe not. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be really toned down. Like, yeah, we, we played good. Um, Yeah, yeah, we just, we just. Peyton's a great quarterback, but uh, uh, you know the stars were aligned for us today. Yeah, he'll do the the total exact opposite of just the the cookie cutter <laughs> yep. you know, uh, answers. He'll be like Leslie totally Frazier. PC, totally PC. <laughs> so what can he say about your victory? Well, it's not really my victory; it is our victory, and uh, you know. Offensive line did a really good job blocking him up front. See, I already know all the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's going to be uber PC if they if he gets handed a mic. You watch next week when media he week hits. He, he's going to be super PC, minding his p's and q's, crossing his t's and dotting his eyes. Mm-hmm. 
That's about where I'm leaning to. It's usually that's usually what happens in this type of situation. It's because you pretty much have to. So with that, I mean, this is it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> after that, about wrap. That about puts a wrap. Seattle twenty-eight, twenty-four. You have twenty-seven, twenty-one. Seattle, right? Yep. So, congratulations in advance. If we're wrong, we're wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> Very highly doubt it. Um, Vikings Northwest, you're going to have a championship. Yay. <laughs> Vikings Northwest. I like that. <laughs> that is yep, funny. Yep, yep, yep. It has been. It's a, it's a destination. So with that, we are going to wrap up this segment. Uh, thank you again so much for joining me. Dylan, thank you very much. Always well, love having you on. And- it's always fun, Joey, and we always get super sidetracked. And I yes, we do. <laughs> really enjoy doing this with you. It's, it's lots of fun. Hopefully the listeners enjoy it as well. Yeah, and and they better. It'd be a huge shame if they don't. No, no, they do. They do. You better. That would be silly if they don't, honestly. It'd be a mistake. See, see Joey, when I come on the show, I make it the best. Mm-hmm. All those other shows, they'd be talking, mm-hmm. and, you know, I just put my hand in their face, and I'm the best. <laughs> it's like, don't you ever talk about me! <laughs> no, don't you ever put my name in your mouth. Oh, man. <laughs> Crap tree. Okay. Oh, so, yep, after this, we will jump into the fan interaction segment. Lots to say, and I mean lots to say about the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mr. Mike Zimmer, and all that good stuff. And we got a little of me crying about the Metrodome. Yep, I'm going to be crying about it one last time. <laughs> it is sad. It is sad, even though it's like a bad stadium, but it was sad to see it go because there's like a lot of memories getting. Ah, snuffed out of that roof. Yes, sir. Uh, well, at least you're not going to Kizar or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> at least and, it's going to be an upgrade. Yeah, at least they're not moving out of town, too. That was the other, the other yes. possibility. Yep. Yeah, because L.A. is looking for a team. Mm-hmm, and they will have one someday. Yes, they will. Just, just not today. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, thank you very much. Can't wait to have you on again for the Super Bowl review and... Hopefully more more shows in the future, too. The, the more, the merrier. Obviously, always the season preview, blah, 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 and all that good stuff. Playoffs all the time. So, yeah, thanks again. Well, thanks for having me, Joey. All right. We'll be right back right after this. Contact us and support Purple Mafia by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. Yes, it calls for Joey and Purple Mafia. Excuse me, Brent here. Brent Jacobson here. Uh, it's calling to say, originally I was not on board with the idea of Zimmer, but the more and more I'm waiting, the more and more I'm hearing... Wow, what a great hire. Even Jim Rome said it's a great hire. Uh, and Rome is not necessarily one to throw out idle praise. So I'm just hoping he brings in Norv Turner as his offensive coordinator. Maybe the Bengals linebackers coach as his D coordinator or the, not the Niners, the Bengals linebacker's coach, or um, I believe he's the 49ers 
defensive line coach, Tom Sulu. I don't remember his first name. Another possible D coordinator I've read about. But going out on the limb here a little bit. If we get Norv and a good quarterback in here, or if Norv could get through either Freeman or Goltz, forgive me for saying this word, but Ponder, or I know, I'll forgive you what you throw up. Get through the rest you guys fix gold, maybe turn them into a serviceable to good, to even really good NFL quarterback. Anyways, love the hire of Mike Zimmer, Troll Vikings, and keep up the good work, Joey. Get the letter, man. Bye. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joey Sebastian. Alright, so we got new head coach family. So main questions now are who are the offense and defensive coordinators? Who are their assistants? Who do we take First in the draft, I saw uh, a draft standing up close from the page, I believe, saying that Bridgewater slipped all the way down to Minnesota, which I really highly doubt, because I think if Cleveland can get their paws on him, they will. Now they had Cleveland taking some other quarterback. I just don't even know who the hell he is. I don't really call college either. But, you know... Bridgewater would have slipped down down to eight from number one where everybody else has him. That would be monumental. Like like I said, Manfred's gonna be probably nothing more than a Tony Romo. And like if he if we got him, I'll be all for him, you know, he's a playmaker, yada yada yada. He's a winner at some stakes. But at that same point, I think we need David Carr. He's a fit in the pot Typical conventional. He's a lot like Favre. He's got the arm where he can zing it into places. I saw him uh, on a highlight reel on YouTube. Absolutely beautiful throws. He makes a lot of bonehead decisions still. But, you know, that can be worked on. That's the only scary part, but then yet again, what quarterback really doesn't in college make bonehead plays. God knows that Ponder shouldn't have ever been taken in the first round, but, you know, anything can happen. Let's really not have that same situation. So, Mike Zimmer, defensive coordinator from the Bengals, defensive-minded guy. Let's hope he can bring in a whole bunch of just really good defensive people because we need it. I hear all these people saying, oh, our offense wasn't that bad. It was a defense that played a lot worse. Yes, the defense was horrible, but the offense was just as bad in most regards. All right. Thank you for letting me call in. Hope we got some discussions going. New face of the Vikings with the coaching. Let's do this. I don't know what we do for a backup quarterback. Do we go get a wily veteran who can teach, you know, a guy something? But I don't know. I think for the draft, we primarily go get a quarterback first and then go for a whole bunch of defensive guys to be honest. I think we give Adia Cole a chance to fight for that middle linebacker spot with Aaron Henderson. And then I think we give Michael Motti, Gerald Hodges the opportunity for that fight for us while drafting some guys too. I think that would be our primary thing. I think we need to get new corners. 
and one new safety. Yes, Stanford can strip the ball, whatever. Good for him. He's not that great at coverage. You know, we have a defense that went off 30-some point. No? And quite frankly, I think we just need to start the defense over from scratch. We can keep the defensive line for the most part. You know, Sharif Floyd is great. We need him. We need Jared Allen. I think we have Brian Robinson. But I don't know. Like the coach said, I don't think it matters if we go a 3-4 or 4-3 defense. I think we're going to stay 4-3 and then see how that goes. Just a sheer fact, though. I think it's more of, you know, that bashful Minnesota type to where us in Chicago are the only ones not to convert to a 3-4 at one point in time in the NFL, which is a really cool statistic that we can actually uphold that reputation to that. And then, you know, we all killers. That's where we become tough. We're glad I had played two years at TCF Bank. But uh greatest memory in the dome for me was just going to uh sadly a preseason game. But it was my or uh, a preseason game because I met Christian Ponder and then got tickets to him at the state fair. And then my other one was uh my first regular season game was against Tennessee uh, where Percy Harvin juked out about three guys to get into the end zone. That was pretty cool. I'd like to say a special thanks to Joey Langen for doing all these shows. You know, the time and effort that he spends into these things is more than we can even contemplate. You know, we sit on iTunes or Double Twist and we just listen to them, but I don't think any of us take the true time and knowledge to know what it takes that Joey puts into these with all the effort and trying to fit it into the schedule. He's a busy guy. And I'd like to thank you, Joey, for these shows. I know I thanked you before, but this one's truly deep, deep, deep down. I... I... I like to Because what you have done is given ordinary people like Mark Carlson and myself and a few others the opportunity to come on to the show and be known and be heard for our opinions on how the team and, you know, get recognized that way. And the gold and silver stars, you know, I've got more to my name than I can probably count. And I am very grateful that every time I hear my name get called for gold star, you know, I get a big smile on my face because it does mean something. It means, you know, I actually had a, something that was valuable worth hearing and a good topic to share. And I just like to say thank you because, you know, not a lot of people get to be heard for their opinions and whatever and know that your shows mean a lot by you going out and spending your time and effort by making these shows and doing what you love, but you give ordinary people like me a chance to be heard even though I live halfway across the country. You know, and I still love the team to death. So out of that, thank you very much. You know, I love the show. My favorite episode, no matter what happens, no matter what episode ever will come out, was the very first one that I listened to, where we got rid of Chester Taylor, and 
you were ranting on about it because he just wanted too much money, and look what happened to him. He went to Chicago and Baltimore and ultimately sucked. So, here's to you and many more great shows to come. Because it's a new era, right? Here we go. Let's crank it up. We're going to get a new team going. We're going to get a new stadium. We're going to a new stadium right now, you know. TCF Bank. We, we got it going. So, thank you very much. And I'll be listening. But, you know, it means the world. Thank you. And I really, really thank both of you very much for those calls. Very cool. Brent and Sebastian, Hall of Famers when it comes to Purple Mafia. Hall of Famers, you know, without a doubt. First ballot, um, call-ins, posts on Facebook, and the great things you guys say, what you bring to the show. And, of course, there are other Hall of Famers, and we will get to those guys later on here. But uh, we'll, we'll start with Brent. He says, of course, yep, very similar to where I stood about Mike Zimmer. Wasn't really sure. Was starting to kind of sour on it. It's like, geez, you know, shh. 57 and he's still in and all that time he could have been promoted he never was what the hell but really I mean teams didn't want to lose him and such and he felt comfortable or where he was and as mentioned maybe he uh, was uh, not 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 too blunt per se in his interviews but maybe just didn't think that there was a the right fit stuff like that he wanted to get the right fit and looks like he's got it so that's really cool and of course it does really does does really look like Mike Zimmer is the right fit for this team in so many ways. Both of us very, very excited. And, of course, bringing in Norv Turner. Now, obviously, Brent made the call before Turner was officially hired as offensive coordinator. Or I guess you could kind of say it's officially unofficial, so to speak. But official enough, Norv Turner will be the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, He was asking, Brent was, if uh, Turner could make Freeman or Ponder into a good quarterback. Personally, I think Freeman's gone no matter what happens. It's like maybe, but I don't know. I don't think they want to deal with Freeman anymore, and I don't think Freeman wants to come back. I think it's a mutual distrust, a mutual uh, breakup, so to speak, between Freeman and the Minnesota Vikings. That was just weird. Spielman and Freeman, that whole thing really made the Vikings look like idiots last year. It, it really did. Uh, Ponders made Spielman and the Vikings look like idiots as well. Not really sure I would even want to take the chance of them becoming a quote-unquote good quarterback under Norv Turner. That's not a bad take, but at the same time, it's not it's not a direction I would go at this point. Um, though, Ponder probably will be back with the Minnesota Vikings, but I, I, I don't think he starts or anything, you know, basically. Ponder probably will be back, though, with some kind of backup or such. Remember how, I mean, it's happened many times where... The guy becomes a backup, like a Rex Grossman or something. And I'm sorry to bring that name up again. I remember how that really drove Sebastian nuts last year comparing Ponder to Rex Grossman. But I'm just saying situations where the guy you had to be the starter became the law, became a backup. And that's probably where Ponder's headed. He's going to be a backup quarterback in this league. Josh Freeman, I have no idea what's going to happen with him. He just might get blackballed right out of the league. He just might. Because he does not, he just doesn't care. He doesn't have the mentality to be a starting quarterback in this league uh, at at this date. Um, great call, though, Sebastian. Always appreciated, Sebastian. Oh, oh, boy, lots of stuff, and I mean lots and lots of stuff. Again, gonna say generally, I don't, uh, or I, I prefer to have the calls to be shorter. But again, this one's gonna get a pass because a, a lot of the nice things Sebastian had to say, I'm not gonna cut that call short. No way. I can't do that. That would be really bad. And of course, 
Sebastian's loyalty is unbelievable. So someone someone like that is going to get a pass. You know what I mean? He's 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 going to get a pass. But I'm <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, for everybody out there, let's try not to make that <laughs> a regularity just for the, you know, but then again at the same time Sebastian's like a sometimes he's like a co-host, you know what I mean? And that's the way I looked at that. He was kind of like a co-host there. Just unfortunately we weren't like talking together at the same time. And um someday I think we're we're going to be uh, at, at least uh, occasionally like a, have him on. You know, maybe he'll be on the State of the Vikings show. We've actually been talking about that behind the scenes. Look at me making that public, but, well, I made it public. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, that whole thought about Teddy Bridgewater slipping to eighth. Wouldn't that be something? That would be something, wouldn't <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not superly sold on him necessarily, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm not against getting him either. He could be another Cam Newton. Who knows? He could be phenomenal. So, I mean, I'm not against it at all. So, but I'm, I'm just saying, no, nobody in this draft is Andrew Luck. But of course, we gotta. Maybe I should stop bringing that up. And I think everybody out there in this world should stop bringing up Andrew Luck necessarily. There's going to be some really good quarterbacks in this draft. Be it the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. Uh, obviously, the NFC Championship game shows you where quarterbacks can be taken. Um, doesn't have to be way, way super high in the draft to get somebody who can take you to a big game, a Super Bowl. Both of them will now have quarterbacked in a Super Bowl, which is absolutely awesome. So um, this thing has a chance to be extremely, extremely sweet for the Minnesota Vikings here should they land the correct quarterback. Uh, you said David Carr, but I understand, yeah, you mean Derek Carr, David Carr's younger brother. Uh, actually, first I'll get to the Manziel part. Um, you see him as nothing more than a Romo, potentially. Who knows? Yeah, that, that that could be, meaning like a guy with numbers and all that stuff, but not necessarily a guy that will win at a high level. Yes, Romo has numbers but doesn't win at a high level. Matt Ryan, same thing. A lot of these blue chip guys can end up being a Tony Romo type. Um, Tony Romo types are very common. And of course, like I said, Matt Ryan is that type. Uh, maybe Andy Dalton is kind of sort of becoming one of those as well. Great numbers, but not good in the playoffs. Nope, not been good in the playoffs. Brett Favre kind of became a ultra-rich man's Tony Romo late in his career. Uh, obviously very clutch in the regular season, but, you know, it always break your heart at the end, which is really frustrating. Um, boy. Uh, but yeah, Derek Carr. So here we go. Derek Carr out of Fresno State. You were comparing him to Favre, who can throw those bullets, does make boneheaded decisions, and so did Brett Favre. Yes, he did. And how who doesn't in college? I hear you. Um, David Carr's statistics in college. <laughs> and I understand this isn't, you know, I understand it doesn't always indicate what's going to come in the NFL and all that, but you look at his numbers, it's Peyton Manning-like. It's absolutely psycho. I mean, <laughs> his numbers for Fresno State, absolutely psycho. Just crazy. Uh, Fresno State Bulldogs, of course, were number four, by the way. Uh, 5,082 yards, 50 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Absolutely Brett, uh, Brett Favre. Peyton Manning, like Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, blah, blah, blah. Unbelievable in college. And what's great about that is, well, guess what? Guess who Bleacher Bleach Report has the Vikings taking number eight? Derek Carr. So, the possibility does exist and persist. Persist that Derek Carr will be a Minnesota Viking. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of research on him, but the guy's a son of a gun, man. I mean, he, he, 
just on paper alone, it's like you got to be kidding me. Um, almost seventy percent completion percentage, quarterback rating, basically perfect. I mean, you just look, you look at that stuff, and it's like unbelievable. I mean, is this real? One fifty six point one. Jeez. Uh, in December, not not as good. Down to one nineteen. Oh, that that son of a gun! How dare you drop down to one nineteen? Completion percentage dropped about nine percent, unfortunately. And in that in that uh, Las Vegas Bowl, not the best game for him. No, percentage well down to fifty three percent and all that. But at the same time, whatever. Hey, they played against the USC Trojans. Um, uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> I would not be against the Vikings taking David Carr. I think he will be a good pro in this league. And um, I'd like to do more research on him ultimately before I make a huge stamp on him as the quarterback of the future for the Minnesota Vikings. But it's pretty safe. I mean, you know, the, the whole talk about Christian Ponder in his college days, I mean, the ultimate truth about Christian Ponder was... Um, the whole truth about Christian Ponder in college was that even in college he wasn't that big a deal. Where this guy obviously is legit. He really is. David Carr. Derek Carr. I keep getting him mixed up. Didn't play for as, as big of a school and all that stuff. But still, I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I it's not like he's, it's not like he, <laughs> it's not like it's the worst conference in the world. I mean, Christian Ponder's numbers in, in college, oh, okay. I mean, 20 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. 2,000 yards, a hell of a lot less than David Carr, and yes, he played in the ACC, which is a tougher conference than what Mr. David uh, Derek Carr, I'm never going to get it right, played in. But at the same time, Christian Ponder is just decent. I mean, obviously the quarterback rating was pretty high. Give him credit, but not nearly as dynamic, that's for sure. Not nearly as dynamic. So, um, Ponder is the, seems like the type of guy that doesn't play too good against tougher opponents, but then again, I guess you could come back on Carr as well in that Las Vegas goal against USC. Not, not, not Definitely not his best game of the year. In fact, one of his worst, I gotta think. So, um, that's another thing to look at. But, again, it's, <laughs> you know, it's college, uh, or excuse me, you know, it's, he's still developing all that good stuff. Could be a good pick. Okay, let's try to keep this brief here. They're not, not trying to turn this into a draft show or anything. Uh, Mike Zimmer, yeah, very exciting to hear about that. And yes, you remind us how the offense sucked too. The offense was better than the defense. Yeah, so maybe, you know, yeah, they were better than the defense, but that's about it. I, I understand. Maybe, I, you know, um, and some of our some of our high-scoring games were because the defense did something too. So that's the funny part. So, uh, but really, yeah, I, I think the offense just wasn't as bad as the defense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, the grand scheme of things, both sides need a trillion replacements. You need a quarterback, need this, need that. Uh, I think receiver, we're pretty good for now, I think. Greg Jennings is okay. Obviously, Cordero Patterson has a chance to be phenomenal. Love Jarius Wright, as you guys know. Um, Simpson is kind of somebody I wouldn't, I, I gotta think, isn't coming back. Maybe we get some type of replacement for him. Yet at the same time, with him off the off the team, Cordell Patterson, it's gonna be bombs away, baby, and that's the good news there. I gotta think, especially with a Norv Turner and maybe a David Carr or Derek Carr. I'm never gonna get it right. There, David Carr is his much older brother who has been an NFL quarterback, who was a number one pick years ago with the Houston Texans and did not work out. So hopefully, Derek Carr has a better career. 
because David is kind of a ponder. He's a backup. So, anyhow, possibility of bringing in a wily veteran quarterback. I personally think we already have one in terms of Matt Castle. Um, not the best quarterback in the world, but certainly not the worst. I think that guy is Matt Castle, personally, unless he decides to leave. Outside of that, uh, we'll get in deeper into free agency uh, after the Super Bowl review show as we move on to that. So we'll, we'll get into that. You like your, you like those guys like Adi Cole, uh, Hodges, and Michael Motti, all guys like that, Gerald Hodges, that is, the, the Penn State guys. Yeah, I like them too. I, I'd like to see Hodges get more, more opportunity. I didn't really see him in the field outside of special teams much. And you asked about Robinson. He has been signed for five years. Yep. Just like Jason Pominville, same contract with uh, Minnesota Wild. Sebastian Ozer, Jason Pominville is five years, $28 million. And the whole 3-4 defense. Yeah, with all these young linebackers, why not? <laughs> and, of course, Brian Robinson can move back as well into 3-4. Uh, you know, that's been a, the talk that Robinson could be a perfect fit for the 3-4, moving him back to be a stand-up defender versus uh, in the you know the in the trenches, so to speak. So, good thoughts there, and thank you so much for everything you said and for recognizing that this is a lot of hard work because it is. <laughs> this is absolutely a tough show to do. Well, I remember people in the past saying, "Oh, any idiot could do a Viking show." Oh, you think it would be hard to do? You think it'd be hard to screw up a Viking show? Um, you have no idea. People that would say that. Now, this was, you know, stuff like that was like 2008, stuff like that. When you're just getting started, maybe you don't, you know, you have to learn the ropes. And people are going to give you a hard time if they don't, if the show isn't exactly what they're looking for. Again, 2008, I will add. Um, people have no idea how hard it is to do a show, especially with a tough schedule. Um, especially when you're by yourself. Sometimes you get co-hosts, sometimes you can't. It's just the way it is. So thank you very much, Sebastian, for recognizing that. And I'm really happy that I can give you uh, give you something that you that you love, you know, that you enjoy. I, I really appreciate that I can provide that for you and for others out there, like the uh, the Mark Carlsons, Brent Jacobsons, and such. Malcolms, all you guys out there, thank you all so much. I mean, I, I can't name everybody. I'm going to drive you crazy. I'm going to drive other listeners crazy if I keep <laughs> going on and on and on and on. So... Thank you very much, Sebastian. And now it's time to move on to the Facebook page. It is time to move on. Really, really thank you, Sebastian. I mean, that was spectacular. So here we go. We're going to do what we can here. (laughs) And, of course, there will be a few Twitters as well, and then we will wrap up the show. And always got to thank Dylan Richardson for what he provides to the show and for making it possible from the beginning anyway. So, uh, yes, now we'll hear people's responses about Jim Caldwell. (laughs) <laughs> becoming the next coach of the Lions. Celeste Thomas saying, interesting fit for the Lions. Brent Jacobson saying, not sure what to make of this hire. He could make them scary like Wizenhunt would have. Hmm. Malcolm McSween saying, I think he is too even keel like Frazier was. They need discipline to succeed. I'm leaning towards Malcolm on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in Malcolm's, uh, Malcolm's department on that one. I don't like Caldwell. Um, I don't like the way he, things went in Indianapolis. Y- yes, they had a 14-2 and season. Yes, they were undefeated for a long time. But the way things ended that year, the way he basically said, um, we're not going to worry about being undefeated. You, you know, everybody go sit down. We're going to stay healthy for the playoffs. 
a lot of those te- a lot of those players were pretty pissed off, including Peyton Manning. I still remember him standing there refusing to take his helmet off because he's insisting I should be in there. We need to go for undefeated. You know, we need to go for it. We're trying to become a legendary team here. And hopefully, the 16 and 0 team that actually wins it, rather than the 14 and 0 Dolphins that won it. They want to be the first 16 and 0 team to actually go all the way and win it. That team did get to the Super Bowl, only to get beaten pretty, pretty, pretty well by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it didn't work out too good for the Colts in that one. It was kind of like Denver and New England in that game. Just didn't work out. Uh, Caldwell, to me, yeah, he got them an AFC Championship, or he helped be a part of a great team getting to the AFC Championship, but I, I don't know. It, it could work out. I mean, he's better than Schwartz, I suppose. He, him mellowing things down a bit versus Schwartz's over-the-top behavior. It's a classic go-the-opposite-direction approach that everybody does. Is Zimmer anything like Frazier? Well, he's a defensive coordinator. That's about it. <laughs> uh, better overall coach, I gotta think. But uh, anyhow, we'll continue to move on. Uh, speaking of Mike Zimmer, I got everybody's... Er, I asked for everyone's thoughts. Brent Jacobson saying, I heard rumors he's going to bring in North Turner to coach the offense. If so... Mel Kiefer Mock saw a few minutes ago that Teddy Bridgewater would slip to the Minnesota Vikings. We could be dangerous next year. Yeah, again, um, both me and Sebastian think that's unlikely, but who knows? Anything could happen. Derek Carr or Teddy Bridgewater would be fantastic for the Vikings to get. Oh, and I did forget the part where Sebastian said, yes, take a quarterback in the first round and then go all defense from there. I can't really disagree with that other than maybe try to sneak in some type of running back after that. Not saying that we absolutely need a running back, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. Because i got to think Gerhardt's gone. Matt Asiata, I don't really trust. Um, I would not complain if the Vikings snuck in a running back in there. Maybe they get lucky. Maybe they find a eventual Adrian replacement. Or at least somebody who could, you know, be a good spot starter if Adrian gets hurt or something or needs to sit out. Kind of like, kind of like Toby Gerhardt was, in a way. But maybe somebody... Faster than Gerhardt. <laughs> Not the Gerhardt slow. Okay, on we go. Todd Vandermeer saying, only time will tell. Let's see how he uses the talent we have. Talking about Zimmer. Matthew Kyle saying, glad we're sticking with a defensive-minded coach. That's what this team needs to, pr- to improve and focus on going into next season. Hopefully we'll bring in some real talent on the coaching staff. I think they're heading that direction, Matthew. And Matthew Kyle's out of Maine. Todd Vandermeer is out of Indiana. Gary Kenny. Maybe the first post here from him. He's got a Denver Broncos logo on his uh, Facebook <laughs> profile that I can see right now. Obviously not cheering for uh, Mr. Yeah, Sherman and the uh, Seattle Seahawks. <clears throat> Says, thinks we're, think we're in for another long season next year. <laughs> Maybe. Mark Carlson out of Iowa saying the most dangerous weapon on the field is a player that has his mind focused on each play. Using all his skills and effort to the best of his ability. Playing at a high level as a team cannot be overlooked. I hope the coaching staff develops a strong relationship with the players and for the long term. I do not like changing coaches or quarterbacks. Mark for Iowa. Yeah, um, the sad part is we're pretty much forced to at this point because Frazier and Ponder weren't going to get us anywhere. Castle's a band-aid, but a good band-aid. That's the good part. Uh, Interesting takes there. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Very interesting thoughts there. Um, 
yeah, uh, let's move on to Troy. Martin, he says he's better than Childress. I mean, Frazier, same person. <laughs> uh, Brett McCarthy says, I like it. North Kerner, offensive coordinator. Who would be the DC? That will be, that is going to be Mr. George Edwards. I must call him George Stewart. I don't know where that name's coming from, but George Edwards, apologize for that. Almost screwing up there. <laughs> Malcolm out of California, saying he seems to come with high praise from everyone, so that's a good start. And the Bengals' D has been legit. Yep. Josh Mayer Henry saying talk that I've heard is that he may bring the Bengals' linebacker coaches in as the D.C. Yep, I mean it didn't, yeah, it's again, yeah, it looks like it's the Dolphins' linebackers coach because the Bengals' LB coach became the defensive coordinator. Janine, yep, Janine out of Virginia. Or was it? Well, yeah, Virginia by Washington, D.C. saying, waiting to see what shakes out first, but if Norm Turner is hired as a offensive coordinator by Zimmer, then don't be shocked if maybe, just maybe, Jason Campbell becomes the new quarterback after Freeman and Ponder leave the Vikings. Turner drafted Campbell to the Redskins, and I remember when Turner coached the Redskins when Campbell was the quarterback. They were a good team. Uh, Campbell had some moments in Washington, and um, Turner is a good coach for quarterbacks. That's the good news for the future of the Vikings, especially with the young draft pick that we may be getting via, via Bridgewater, via Manziel, or via Mr. Derek Carr, or God knows who. And by the way, that Bleacher Report has the Cleveland Browns selecting Johnny Manziel, believe it or not. So who knows it's going to happen. NFL drafts, anything could happen. Anything. So um, where are we? Dave Hickey saying, I'm happy with the hire. He is supposed to be a hard-nosed coach, and that is definitely needed for our team. I would have been happy with Ken Wisenhunt, your choice, Joey, meaning that Greg Roman, or Jack Del Rio, my first choice. But those guys were already head coaches, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Personnel, front office, people. But with Zimmer, this is the first shot after being passed over numerous times, like an undrafted rookie that goes on to be a star in this league. This will give him the motivation needed to turn this team into a champion. Norv Turner has not been good as a head coach, but as offensive coordinator, his team score a lot of points. And what more do you want out of an offense? Skull Vikings. Malcolm McSween saying, bring in team Tebow. Cedric Paulding out of Mississippi saying, excellent hire by the Vikes. Yeah, um, good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be handing out stars here pretty soon. Uh-huh. Yep, we'll be handing them out pretty soon. Now I say ode to the Metrodome. Mm, after 32 years, yep, I had to say it. I was saying basically an ode, to the, an, an ode to 32 years of memories that will last a lifetime. Love it or hate it, the Metrodome, for all it's worth, will be deeply missed, but always remembered by this host and many others who grew up with it. One last thank you and goodbye. <sighs> yeah, it, it was very sad when I saw the Metrodome get deflated early Saturday morning. Um, I, usually I don't, you know, I, I didn't I, I didn't think I would get as sad as I did when I watched it. Um, I, I'm not as, I, I don't mean to get all like, <laughs> I don't mean to get all sentimental about it, but I mean, it, it meant a lot for many years. It, it, it's just like my whole youth and young adulthood and such kind of, kind of, comes to an end watching that go down and it's sad it was sad watching that roof go down knowing it'll never come up again it's sad regardless if you think it's a crappy stadium so i'm going to give the metrodome a quick moment of silence
All right, so we move on from that. Sebastian Ball saying, I second that statement. Josh, Mayor Henry saying, living in Colorado, I didn't get to many games, but I did make it to a Vikings-Colts game. It was awesome. I mean, it was an awesome experience. The Colts, the Colts for the win, but it was a last-minute drive. I had to voice, I had no voice for two days <laughs> after there, but afterwards, but totally worth it. Me and my brother Justin Mayer Henry are already making plans to come to a game in 2016 in the new stadium. Justin Mayer Henry saying glad to see one game in the dome. Granted, it was preseason, but it was still a noisy, good time. <laughs> That's the dome. That's the Thunderdome, as Red McCombs used to say. Oh boy, uh, where did all these comments come from? Holy cow, there's some short ones here though, but still. Um, Brent McCarthy was asking who will be the DC, and yes, it's going to be Edwards, as Brent said. Brent was teasing me about something a little bit, because I was teasing him back about, I'm going to be calling in, and I just say, don't you ever talk about me! Because <laughs> I'm making fun of Mr. Sherman over there in Seattle. Oh boy, a little joking around there. Brent McCarthy saying, I like the Norv Turner deal. Malcolm liked it. Seems that uh, Sherman should be in the WWE. And Brent Jacobson saying no idea on Edwards. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Couple more here, guys. Couple more. About ready to move on here and call it a night. Call it a day. Call it a night. Whatever it is, right? <laughs> uh, Brent Jacobson was posting some stuff. Sebastian was saying, well, what quarterback do you realistically see coming to Minnesota? I say Carr. I would love a quarterback that can actually throw and is known for it. I think Manziel will be the next Romo in the NFL. Brent saying NF- ESPN is reporting the Vikings have hired Zimmer, so this is a, that one's a little bit old, but that's okay. Keep moving up. Um, yep, and then Sebastian posted that whole thing about Johnny Manziel going number one overall to the... Houston Texans, that would be crazy. Yeah, and, and this one, Clowney would go to... It seems like the the common theme is that Clowney's going to go to the Jaguars, so the Jaguars aren't looking at a quarterback? Oh, what a surprise. The Oakland Raiders would go wide receiver in the fifth with the fifth overall pick. That's funny. So Carr doesn't even go in the top ten in this one. Vikings getting Bridgewater number eight. I think that's a bit crazy. I think that's crazy. But the thing of Manziel going number one and Bridgewater eight... A bit crazy. That was from Mel Kuyper Jr. Who knows? Um, Sebastian saying he's got Zimmer fever. <laughs> he is extremely excited. And I'm with you. I'm with you, Sebastian. Totally. Totally with you. Uh, he has been perfect on his pick so far, according to, yeah, how the, uh, I guess how that little, this last weekend went. Seattle and Denver in the Super Bowl. Oh, freaking goody. Uh, <laughs> Not quite what I wanted. No. So on to the Twitter account. We'll get through this pretty quick here. Dave Martin saying, nice, nice one. We'll download, we'll download soon. I'm on the Sea Chickens bandwagon. Or is that Vikings Northwest? Ouch. <laughs> Me and, uh, I mean, I was teasing Justin a bit. Or Justin was actually teasing about the 12-man thing. He's like, I wonder why they're not talking about it. Did they, did they tell him? How did he say it? I'm shocked they've not mentioned how loud it is. Or... Or the 12 man. <laughs> Are they under orders not to overdo it? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, Dave Martin was going to the Sea Chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, back and forth. So now Dave Martin says, uh, 
Skittles are raining from the sky because that was when Seattle was scoring touchdowns. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, lots of kind of in-game type of stuff, but it's, it's okay. I try to try to avoid some of the in-game stuff in the... Uh, when I when I when I go into the fan interaction on the show, Jamie Christensen saying Seattle is by far the luckiest team in sports. Pure luck over and over again, and I agree. Justin Rochester says I still go Green Bay with the draft. I that's for sure. That is for absolute sure. Dave Martin was saying it's 3 a.m. here. I'm going to bed. The Sea Chickens will be the most hated team in America this week. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So. That will wrap up the Twitter interaction. Do appreciate all of you for talking, for interacting. And Sebastian, thank you so much for the heartfelt thoughts there. Sebastian Bowles, you were talking about gold stars and all that. Well, guess what? It's your turn for a gold star. (laughs) And it's not about, oh, it's this guy's turn to get a gold star or anything. But at the same time, He's going to get the gold star because it was just, you know, that was such a heartfelt thing to say, and I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Uh, Silver star, Dave Hickey. Excellent thoughts. Really good thoughts for Dave Hickey. And Brent Jacobson, a nice bronze star for you. A very strong bronze star for Brent Jacobson all over the place again. Great, uh, great call. Uh, Passing on information as well. A very powerful bronze star for you, Brent Jacobson. So all you guys, thank you so much for what you had to offer. This show, extremely long, but a lot of information. A lot going on at once. Obviously, you get a head coach signing, you get a couple of crazy games, and you get a really long call-in, but a very kind call-in from Sebastian, and a nice, good call-in from Brent Jacobson as well. It's going to happen. When all this is happening at once, the Vikings getting a new coach, and hiring all these big-name assistants, or at least one big-name assistant, and you know, when all this happens at the same time and the Super Bowl's going on and all this drama going on in the postseason, we're going to have a long show. And, of course, when people are bringing up the frickin' draft already because the Vikings had a bad year and we hoping for the best going into the draft, again, it's going to be a long show. Hope this isn't too much Vikings overload for you. <laughs> but with that said... I, got, I mean, it's a good thing this is a long show because there isn't going to be a Purple Mafia next week unless some other type of major news breaks, but I can't imagine there's really anything major that will break at this point. I would hope. Like, we're talking really big news. Um, because we've had, we have hired the head coach now. We do have a big-name offensive coordinator, and it's Pro Bowl week. Woo. You know, so, yeah, the Pro Bowl... It's okay to watch, but nothing to say. There's nothing to say about it unless somebody gets hurt, and you pray to God that does not happen. So with that said, no Purple Mafia next week, so enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this long show. It's uh, It makes up for no show next week. That's Basically, look at it that way because it's two massive topics. Massive. It's like two shows in one. you got the Vikings head coach and the Super Bowl and all that crap. So I've already said that three times. Apologize for that. Thank you all for listening. Do tell a friend about the show. Do rate Purple Mafia on iTunes. Would deeply appreciate it if you like the show. Give us a nice rating. Please say something if you can. And if you don't have, if you can't, that's okay. At least give us a rating. Would be deeply appreciated. Don't forget to check out my other shows on thesportstuff.com. And thanks again, Dylan Richardson, always for being a part of this one. Do take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.